Good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Sunday Rise, week six. We're a third of the way after tomorrow. We'll be a third of the way through the season of 18 weeks. Uh, different season than, than normal, 17 games from each team. Uh, but, hey, we, we, we can get through it. It's a long process. It's always a, a a a marathon, not a sprint. So we got a one game in progress now. Dolphins and Jaguars. Dolphins are up thirteen to ten at halftime. So I don't know why they put this game on early. Well, put it on early in the morning because nobody gonna watch it in the afternoon. I'm gonna tell you that now. Not a soul was gonna watch this thing. This is a dumpster fire extraordinaire. But I had high hopes for Miami this season. They just can't get it together. Uh, here in uh, D.C., we have Sean Taylor's number retirement ceremony going on today. <sighs> A lot of the fan base are on the fence or upset, you know, because of the timing of it and everything. Uh, last time it was checked. I think his brother's going to be here. His daughter's going to be here. I want to say his dad's going to be here, but this is alumni weekend. And <laughs> a lot of the alumni are not coming in, you know, because of the things that are going on with, uh, with, with this team. And, you know, rightfully so. A lot of people are distancing themselves from the team like they did before. You know, when when Snyder, most people don't remember that. When Snyder took over, a lot of former players that used to hang around the team and was always around, they stopped coming around. And now it's gone back to that again, you know, where a lot of players, former players stopped coming around. You wonder, it was always about, you know, these alumni weekends were always about bridging the past and present, you know. It was always about teaching this younger generation that never got to see the Daryl Greens, the Art Monks, uh, the John Riggins, the um, Clint Didiers. You know, you go back a little further to Charlie Taylors, the Sonny Jurgensons, the Billy Kilmers. It was all about bridging that gap and bringing them, for lack of a better term, home. So this younger generation, a younger team that didn't know much about them were able to say, you know, hey, I met so-and-so and I had a great talk with them and they, you know, they gave me some great mental advice. That's what it was all about. But now that seems to be going by the wayside with everything that's coming out in the news, you know, with these emails and what Bruce Allen was doing uh, with the first ladies of football. You know, it's just a lot going on, but it's deterring a lot of people away from the team. Like I, I, I word on the street is Joe Gibbs won't even be there today. And Joe Gibbs held this team together. In the wake of Sean Taylor's death, Joe Gibbs held us together as a team. 
he held us together as a franchise. And today is a special day, yes. And he won't even be present. I've already given my emotional side of it. So I'm just, this is just a business, you know. This is not a good look for Washington, but my emotional side, go to Sideline Junkies on Instagram and check out our Instagram TV posts. I gave my uh, my thoughts on how I felt about this organization and where it was headed. So moving right along, getting into a couple games today. Oh, man, the Chargers, the L.A. Superchargers coming to Baltimore, uh, one o'clock game, over under is 50 and a half. Baltimore favored by three. Baltimore's playing some pretty daggone good games. Uh, people think they got Lamar Jackson figured out, calling him a running back. The cat's throwing all over the place. Then he's running all over the place. Then he's throwing all over the place even more. You ain't got Lamar figured out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Baltimore's going to win this one. It's going to be close. Mm, 24-20 Baltimore with the victory. Because Baltimore's a little bit more complete team than the Chargers. But the Chargers, they keep going on the route that they're going. They're going to be in the upper echelon of AFC teams and teams in the league, period. You know, you got Herbert. Herbert is a monster. Put a few more weapons around him. Just a few more. And it's over. The sky's the limit once you do that. Moving on. Of course, my Washington football team is hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, quote unquote alumni game. Chiefs are six and a half point favorites still. Over under is 54. Washington has not beat the Chiefs since 1983. And they, you know, they keep bringing up memories of the game back in, uh, I think that was 20. That had to be 2010. Maybe even 2009. I don't know. But it was a Kansas City game here. And at halftime, it was like 38-10. And everybody walked out. Like the stadium was empty. I think it may have been about seven or eight people in the stadium. <laughs> That's how I feel. And the man of the hour, Delonte, checks in, in the text window. He says, I think Washington pulls off a major upset today. I hope. I hope. But smart money say go with Kansas City because Kansas City's wounded. Kansas City has Tyreek Hill. Washington has a secondary that has a lot of quote-unquote communication issues, and I'm tired of hearing that phrase every week, four or five times a game, week in, week out. Oh, it was a communication issue. Yeah, it was a communication issue that you didn't know where you were supposed to be. It's not scheme. Guys are trying to freelance, it seems like. So if Tyreek Hill gets behind you and Patrick Mahomes finds him, Tyreek Hill might get behind you quite a few times. You need to have a safety over the top. Last week, Buffalo showed how to stop Tyreek Hill. Everywhere he goes, you got a safety over top of him. Don't let him get deeper than the safety. Put somebody underneath of him. You, you just got to have the talent. You got to have somebody. That's going to take Tyreek Hill, take that assignment and say, I'll just stay underneath of him. 
the safety just like, all right, I got over top of them. The other nine guys just got to do their job. That's how it is. Uh, another, I think a good game um, is the 425 game. And that's Las Vegas visiting Denver. Now, we know what happened in Las Vegas earlier today. And Delonte, these are your boys, the Broncos. Um, Las Vegas is in a spiral. I'll say that. But I don't know if they can pull out of this spiral to beat the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to pull this one out. Broncos are four and a half favorites. And over under is 44. And we got Demand the Hour joining us now. What's going on? What's good? What's good? Morning, everybody. Morning. All right. Um, your, your Broncos, baby. What you got? Man, I, I, ah. Yeah, you know, we're on a two game losing streak, but I think it ends today because there's a lot of, you know, turmoil in, uh, within Las Vegas. Um, it's going to be close, uh, but I think. We got John. We activated John Brown, a speedy receiver. He played with Buffalo. Um, and I think uh, we, we get Darby back, but let, I have to uh, let me double check on that. Don't quote me on that. Um, I believe we will win, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight because uh, we're still trying to figure things out as a team and organization ourselves. Um, it's unfortunate with the uh, Las Vegas situation, man. You know, Gruden, like, they, they, they even took that man off of Madden. They took that man off of Madden. Really? Yeah, they took him off of Madden. I was like, God, Ali. Because it, wow. it was a, a massive update. I had to wait like 45 minutes in order to play. And then when got back on there, they have like a generic coach. I think his name was like Coach Coach A or something. <laughs> for the Raiders, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, they 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 getting grooved out of here, man. And then some. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I, I got my Broncos winning. Probably something like a twenty to seventeen type game. And, and the thing, the thing is, the, the 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 Raiders were they were contenders three years ago. Derek Carr got hurt. They came back the next year. They couldn't quite get it. And then Gruden came in. It seemed like they haven't been contenders since. Now Gruden's gone. Do you go back to being contenders like you once were? Because they they got a a decent team. Hunter Renfro, uh, what's the tight end? Waller, Derek Carr. Uh, I love Josh Jacobs. I, I've I've been a fan of his for quite some time. Uh, he runs hard yeah, when he's, he's healthy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a. It's just, uh, man. I'm just hoping that they can do something, but. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I need Jacobs to get his man today because I got him in fantasy. And then the bad part about it, I got Patrick Mahomes in fantasy too because Russell Wilson's out. So I'm kind of screwed because if Russell will, if uh, Patrick Mahomes has a good game and the Washington lose, that means I don't get no production out of J.D. Kiss, McKissick because I got him in fantasy too. So this is the dilemma of playing fantasy football. So, uh, But – I got the Broncos winning this one, and I don't. I don't think it's gonna be close. I don't think I'm not gonna say 24-20. I got the Broncos winning this one, man. Thirty-one to sixteen. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's, woo. Okay, that's that's yeah. that's major. Because hey, we we all picked picked us to win last weekend. You saw what happened. There was a a, a major egg league. Uh, uh, Big Ben looked like 
a pro bowl, a current pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't know. My fingers crossed, but I'm, I'm, I, I believe we'll win today. I believe we'll win today. All right, we're gonna stick in the four and st- stick in the four o'clock frame. Uh, Dallas versus New England. Uh, Dallas three and a half point favorites over under is fifty and a half. Dallas is looking good. And, you know, being a Washington football team fan, you know, if I say that as a as a fan, it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But I'm saying that as a podcast host, as a sports connoisseur, a sports aficionado, you know, Dallas is looking good. People coming at Trayvon Diggs and I'm like, yo, simmer down. Trayvon Diggs is the damn truth and i've been saying that since he came into the league i said trayvon Diggs is the truth he he just needs the time and he's the number one corner in the league oh well he he he's uh he's allowing the most receiving yards and he didn't got burnt by this name a name a corner that ain't get get burnt i seen dion get burnt i seen daryl green get burnt Every corner gets burnt once, but if you're good at your job and you lead the league in INTs and you make quarterbacks scared to throw to your side, guess what you just did? You just shut down one half of the field. I know corner. That's what a shutdown corner is. That's what a, a, a lockdown corner is. Revis Island. Prime time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Those were lockdown corners. They shut yes, down sir. one half of the field. But here's the best part about those corners. They didn't play – Oh, I'm just a left corner. Oh, I'm just a right corner. They played anywhere. If Dion was going against Jerry Rice, wherever Jerry Rice went, he was on Jerry Rice. When he was when he was with the Falcons, when he went over to San Fran. When Michael Irvin went one play, he went the other play. He went right with him. I'm going right with you. But see, he had to choose between Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper because both of them could burn you. When he came to Dallas, he always checked the number one. Same thing with Daryl Green. Always checked the number ones. And, you know, they used to be, oh, he's a left corner, he's a right corner, but now they was an anywhere corner. And my thing is, these young corners don't understand. I only play the left side. I only play the right side. Dog, you got to be able to play both sides. You might even have to drop back to safety a little bit. You got to know the whole assignment. If they need you to come off the edge off of audible, you need to be ready for it. But like me and BJ always talk about, everybody wasn't raised like we was to play every position. You have to know everybody's responsibility just in case you got to fill in. But Dallas and New England, Dak's looking good. Zeke's looking good. Um, Cowboy fans, not looking good because they're they're, they're having uh, 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 delusions of grandeur in their heads. Are we going to the Super Bowl? Wait, calm down. Hold up. I tell you this every year. Stop that Super Bowl talk in the first month of the season. Get to December, late November, December, and win some games. Show that you can keep your winning ways going. And then start talking about the Super Bowl. Because Dallas has a habit of starting out strong and then stumbling in late November, December, and then either missing the playoffs or going into the playoffs limping. And then some team like the Packers puts you out your misery. Chill with the Super Bowl talk. I'm saying that from experience. That goes for any team. Yes, you're looking good. Unless you're you got Tom Brady, don't 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 call Super Bowl. Unless you're a Buccaneers fan, don't call Super Bowl. 
Because when you call Super Bowl, you set yourself up to look like a fool. And to be quite honest, since 1996, Dallas fans have been setting themselves up to look like fools. Don't do it to yourself. Let this season play out. See what happens. You don't know what's going on down the road. This New England game, it's not going to be an easy game. Dallas, Dallas 17-13. That's because uh, 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 Mac Jones going to give Dallas the business. He's smart. He's got the intangibles. But it's going to be a duel between him and Dak. 17-13 Dallas. What you got, Delonte? Um, well, I, um, th- so the game is New England, correct? Right. Okay, and you know the last time they played, well, uh, a couple things, a couple elements. Um, they had Brady, of course, and even that uh, the Patriots won, but it was a close game. Um, it's, it's this game is going to be more of a Coach McCarthy versus uh, Coach uh, Belichick. Yeah, you know you got the um, you got Dak and you got uh, <clears throat> Ezekiel and then uh, or oh, oh, uh, Top as I call them. <laughs> and uh, and you also have uh, Trayvon. Shout out to Trayvon Diggs. Like homie is killing it. He's killing it. I got to give uh, you know proper credit where credit is due. Homie is killing it. Um, but New England, they're not gonna lay down, man. They're not gonna lay down. You know what I'm saying? This, this is this is probably a must win game for them. And Mac Jones, you know he he's been doing his thing. You know rookie woes, of course, but he's been holding his own. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think Dallas will win because they have the the better talent pool. But it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. Um, this this prob this has the makings of being like a, a 24-21, a 23-20 type of affair. Um, you know, I, I think uh, back in Ezekiel, they're gonna get off. Um, you know, they're receiving corpse. They're gonna do their thing. But uh, Mac Jones, he's gonna play inspired. Um, so he, he's definitely going to do his thing as well, but I think they're going to come up just a little short. So I got Dallas uh, in, in, in a field goal, maybe like a four-point squeaker, like 24-20, 23-20, something in that neighborhood. The boss BJ checks in in the uh, text window. He says 34-16 Dallas. Jesus Christ. Putting the it, it ain't, he, he ain't got to be in close. <laughs> well, huh? Forget. I mean, if it, you know, if if it, if New England they commit uh, early mistakes, often, I I can see a thirty four sixteen shellacking going down. But I don't know, I, I think they play with composure. It, it, it's this this going this is going to be. I, I still think they're going to lose, but it's going to be like I said, like a squeaker. Dallas going they'll squeak by because it's still a lot of mystique, you know, when you're playing in New England. Yeah, that 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 New England thing, man. Brady or not, you still facing Belichick uh, and Boss BJ checking in. I don't think it's going to be a shellacking. I just think the rookie QB makes a couple of mistakes. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree because you gotta you gotta deal with that and you gotta realize it's a rookie. I mean, some of these rookies don't look like rookies sometimes. Look at uh the way Kyler Murray played his first year. He didn't look like a rookie. Mac Jones looks like a rookie sometimes. Justin Herbert didn't look like a rookie. So, no, uh, Herbert looked like a damn pro. He looked like an yeah. all pro now. Good God. Uh, what other big game we got on this list today? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, is 
Wait, hold on. Let me, let me see. What's tomorrow? What we got? Hey, uh, Buffalo got Monday night tomorrow. Yeah. I, I was going to ask a quick question. Did you touch on um, the obvious game of the day, uh, Chargers Ravens? Yes, I did that uh, right before you jumped on. We can jump gotcha. back to it. All right, gotcha. Yeah, just real it. quick. Um, I hate the Chargers. Uh, I you know, <laughs> won't make no no bones about it. Um, any Charger fans that listen to that, sue me. Um, you know, I, I do think that their their roster is talented. You know, again, got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, but ah, uh, who do I think will win? Mm, I think uh, I think the Ravens. They'll, they'll win this one. Because the defense is a little more um, aggressive than uh, LA, so I'll, t- I'll take Ravens in that one. That's gonna that should that probably be a squeaker as well. Because they, I mean, they're gonna put up points both teams, but it, this, um, we're probably looking at a 31-28 type of situation. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Okay, not bad. Not not bad at all. Now, uh, Buffalo, Tennessee tomorrow night. We remember what happened last year against Tennessee. Buffalo came into that game high and mighty, and Tennessee kind of humbled them. But nobody got humbled more in that game than Josh Norman. He got stiff-armed about 20 yards down the field by Derrick Henry. Ain't got to worry about that now. Buffalo's a different team. Tennessee's not even as powerful. It seems that... The league has figured out uh has figured out Tennessee and how they operate because Tennessee is not looking as good as they once did. Buffalo's a five and a half point favorite, uh over under is fifty-three. Buffalo exacts a little bit of revenge. And Buffalo can put up points and they can put up points quickly. Buffalo 45, Tennessee 10. Uh yeah, I I um I have to agree that the yeah, yeah, you know the whole mystique that is Tennessee. Excuse my uh my co-commentator in the background. He's uh happy over his uh mid-afternoon snack. Um the the um the the whole Tennessee mystique thing it it, it died quick. I mean, quick. You know what I'm saying? I, I think uh, the hype for the five heartbeats lasted longer than this, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I am I believe Buffalo, they'll take care of business. This won't even be a sweat breaker, you know what I'm saying, if that makes sense. Uh, I'll take Buffalo. It'll be something like 38 to 14. Like this, People probably cut this game off, probably somewhere in the third quarter. Hmm. Buffalo, Buffalo's scary, man. Yeah, B- B- Buffalo is scary. They they put up points quick, and then they jump out on you, and then it's hard to come back against them. It's like when they when they play with a lead, they beat the hell out of you after they while they play with a lead. Yeah. So, they, and they don't turn it off. They don't turn it off at all. They just keep going. They keep going. Keep going. Ah, you man. know what? Let me say this about Buffalo. They was one of them teams. Like a couple of years ago, you know, they was they were on the verge, on the cusp, but you could tell they were like, you know, putting a powerhouse together. Now, yeah, uh, the, everybody should be on notice. The entire league should be on notice. Buffalo, man, they they them dudes. I think if Arizona lose to Cleveland today, 
Buffalo should be number one in everybody's power. And, and Buffalo, they win, which they likely will. They should be number one in everybody's power rankings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that 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 squad is good. The, the defense, offense, uh, the the um, what's the guy? The uh, <clears throat> Josh to uh, to Stefan uh, combo. That's that's good. Like, man, them 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 dudes. I think I. They ready, man. They they showed it when they beat Kansas City. They the best team. They the best team. Yeah. yeah. I got I got to tip my hat to BJ and I got to tip my hat to the Buffalo organization, man. They 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 are the best team in the AFC. I can't even I can't doubt that because they they're showing it. And the thing is, if they run through the finish line, not limp, not crawl. But they sprint through the finish line, and Buffalo can make. They made the AFC Championship game. Like now, you know, that's a a step. You make the AFC champ. You make the playoffs. Then the next year, you mm-hmm. make the AFC Championship game. Then the year after that, you show up in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know that's a, that's the steps for most teams. When a good teams, I should say, because you you yes, you you do a little bit more each year, a mm-hmm. little bit more. Yes, sir. And BJ says they can't get the crown until they handle business Monday. You're absolutely hey, right. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll hey, 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 brother BJ, man, they'll, they'll win. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even worry about. It. I wouldn't even blink an eye on that. You know what I'm saying? You, you, that you'll stop watching by the second quarter. Some, you know what I'm saying? That game would be way out of hand. Cause like I said, Tennessee, man, that that whole mystique is is gone. They ain't got it no more, homie. They ain't got it no more. Hmm. Well, that's all the time we got for the day. Uh, we're gonna come back. Um, possibly, we're gonna see how this whole Washington thing works out with uh, the Sean Taylor number retirement ceremony uh, later today, which should be televised. But you know, I got my feelings about it. Yeah, uh, it's cool. Just that, mm-hmm. I this should have been canceled and planned out the correct way. Amen, brother. Amen. Here's my thing, and I, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. I know I keep harping on, but I, I have to say it because I gotta get it off my no, chest. Speak your mind, bro. If I'm retiring Delonte's number, Delonte, somebody that's been a part of my life for twenty some odd years, like I, 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 we hitting on twenty five years. You know, if I was, I got a call. BJ, I gotta call Jim, Junie. Um, I gotta call Paul out in Oregon. I gotta call everybody. I gotta hit up all the seat pleasant. Hey, we retiring Delonte's number, and we're gonna do it. Today's the 17th. We're gonna do it the Sunday after Thanksgiving while everybody's in town. If you're going out of town, let me know now. I can change the date. But we're gonna have a ceremony, a dinner, all of that because we're retiring Delonte's number because it's deservedly so. That's how you do it. You don't say four days before. I'm not going to say, you know, okay, today the 17th. On the 20th, y'all, we retiring Delonte number. What? This is something that takes planning. And then you chose alumni weekend when everybody was coming back. And I felt that that was kind of a slap in the face because think about the alumni that came before Sean Taylor that deserved to get their number retired. And you're not retiring their number this weekend. Like, I thought this weekend would have been a, a Sonny Jurgensen. A Charlie Taylor, you know, even a Larry Brown, you know, 
Nah. They they went for the sympathy card because of what's going on. Because of this whole Bruce Allen, uh, John Gruden, and Jeff Pash uh, uh, email scandal. You say, well, you know what? Sean Taylor elicits sympathy. Let's go ahead and do it that way. That's how this organization feels like it's, it's going. And I, I'm, I'm terribly upset behind that. I am upset. Not upset that his number's getting retired. I'm happy about that. We all thought it should have happened years ago. Even alumni thought it should have happened years ago. But they waited so long. The timing of the announcement is what's upsetting me. So don't don't take it the wrong way that I don't care, you know, I don't care for Sean Taylor or this that not. Nah. Cause I have a Sean Taylor jersey hanging in my in my in my closet now. You know, it, he's impactful to the game. How many players still come out? Oh yeah. I start playing the way I play because of Sean Taylor. I watch Sean Taylor play. I play because of Sean Taylor. You know, you hear so many players say that. And here it is going on 14 years after his death. And he's still influencing the game. That says a lot. Says a lot. But that's just my thought. Um, This organization ain't what it used to be. Other organizations in the area, the Ravens, they came in in 96. So 25 years, 96, 2001, 25 years. The Ravens have showed how to do it. They built from the ground up. They showed how to be contenders every single year. They may have had three or four lean years in the last 25. But since 2012, actually before 2012, the Ravens were contenders for Super Bowl every year. And they just keep getting better. Like, they're still contenders for the Super Bowl every year. That's what I grew up with, with Washington Redskins football. Where we just retooled every year and got stronger and said, okay, this works. Okay, we're going to keep doing this. They can't stop this. You do it till they can't stop it. Now it's just like Ron Rivera's trying to do his thing, but he got a battle with this stuff over here in the media and can't focus on what he's doing over here. This organization has a problem. It has a disease. And the only way you can cure that disease is if you cut it out. The common denominator for the last 20 years of futility is one man. I'm sorry. You proved that you weren't handling business the way you supposed to. You, you was on some shady stuff offering money to women that were bringing cases against this team of sexual misconduct trying to bribe them. Yeah, bro, I, I, I can't no longer defend you. And I'm talking to one Daniel Snyder. I can't defend you anymore. It just may be time to give it up. You lived your dream. Get your bread. Now you 100% owner, but get your bread. Sell a team. You could probably get over a billion dollars for this team. Now you paid 800 million. You probably can get a billion dollars now. Or more. And right off into the sunset. Fix your legal issues. But this right here, this ain't where it's at.
this and to to call yourself a Washington Redskins fan as at and you still you, you're not doing the same thing that you're supposed to do. This is not what fandom is supposed to be like. I shouldn't be at odds with the team that I love. I'm done. I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this beautiful edition of the Sunday Rise on Sunday. Remember, set your fantasy football lineups because it is 11.52 on the East Coast. Um, Enjoy today's games. Everybody set your fantasy lineup except for who I'm playing. Please don't set your fantasy lineup because I might win this game by 30, and I really need this W. But um, everybody else, enjoy a good day of football. We'll be on Twitter tweeting during the Washington football team's game against Kansas City. Until then, that's the man of the hour, Delonte. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Yes, sir. Peace.